Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I tackle life's most important question, how do I become a saint? Today's podcast is titled Know Your Worth. I have with me Siobhan Lunt. Siobhan, thank you so much for finally coming on to the podcast. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm very excited. So I have been asking Siobhan to be on since before even April when I decided to launch this podcast. And so we're finally here. Um, better late than never. It's been it's very true. We're, we're just happy to have her. So to give you guys a little bit of backstory as to who Siobhan is, first, I'll tell you how I know her. Uh, I worked at the Diocese of Arlington and Siobhan started working there as well in the same office, but she was in a different department and we became friends quickly as the two of us uh, had to balance out our other coworker, who was also a young person who was a little crazy, AKA Bridget Wilson. So Bridget, if you hear this, yeah, we were, we were there just to balance you out. Um, that is not true. <laughs> it's a little true, but anyway, I was so thankful for being able to work with you there because of course it, it created a friendship that has lasted and, we haven't seen each other in a while, but the last time I was out in California, I was able to see you and um, we, we stay in touch often. So just to give you guys a little bit of an understanding of who she is, she graduated from Franciscan and then started working there at the diocese, all the while running Arbonne and just dominating the Arbonne lifestyle business, just killing the game. Um, she is all for healthy living. She's a fitness enthusiast. And she is a lover of the Catholic Church. Big fan of Mama Mary, uh, Mama T, Mama anything, you know, just a lot of mama. Um, she's going to make a great mama. She loves the mountains, the ocean, dance parties. Man, I mean, is this a dating profile or is this? <laughs> yes, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she enjoys driving with the sunroof down. She enjoys a good Jameson. I mean, I don't know if I'm reading a hinge profile or if I'm reading her bio, but all in all, all kidding aside, Siobhan is one of my all-time favorite people. Um, one thing that I haven't listed here is she is the biggest supporter of you. And I think it's very much in her character to support her friends and family and actually get to know them for who they are and then speak to those things. She doesn't um, seem to be the type of person who shies away from being honest with people, but in really the best way possible. So I am so thankful to have her on here. Um, excited to see where the Lord takes her next. She just moved to Denver. So if you're listening to this and you're from Denver and you're looking for a really cool person to be friends with, I can connect you guys. Let me know. Um, but so, so excited to have you on one of my all-time favorite people and unless uh you have anything else you want to say about your bio we can we can get rolling oh no, that was really well done and i'm very flattered thank you really <laughs> of, of course of course well and, and i mean everything that i said um and and this is the, actually i have to say one more thing to just for you guys at home to understand how much i like siobhan so 
you know, Arbon being one of those things that sometimes you have to post in your story about it. I have told her this and I've told other people, she's one of the few people who, when she posts something, I actually will watch it. No offense to those others who do it. I usually like, I'm like, nope, another sale pitch, done, done, not worth it, don't care. With Siobhan, I'm like, what's she going to say? Like, am I about to buy fizzy sticks right now? And I still got to send you some of those, Brendan. Get it's you true. On. I mean, I'm, I'm over here drinking orange juice when I should be drinking a fizzy stick to stay awake. That's what but I have. No, tr- truly, if that doesn't say uh, enough about her, I don't know what does because we all have been there on, on social media and that person has been posting something, trying to sell me something, an idea or a product. And there are a few people who do it well, but Siobhan's one of them. So anyways. Wow. Wow. Thank you guys. And that's it for today's show. <laughs> that's it. So if you're looking to join the Arbon team, if you have prayed about it and you have prayed into it, I'm here for you. And you can go wow. to Siobhan and I'll take a cut of that. Anyways, enough joking. Today's topic is know your worth, which um, I think Siobhan is a perfect person to talk on that. So to start, share your story, Siobhan. Tell the people at home a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, um, there's not too much left to be said after that really quite beautiful intro. Thanks, Brendan. But um, yeah, I'm 29 and I just moved to Denver two weeks ago. So I've been all around. I've been very, very blessed to um, be able to live in different cities. So I was in San Diego for two years. And then prior to that, I was living in the Arlington, Virginia area for uh, just shy of five years. And um, I graduated from Franciscan in 2013. And from there, it's really been quite the journey. I think post-grad life is uncharted territory, obviously. Um, But I am so grateful to have met Brendan through the Diocese of Arlington and uh, was such a, a beautiful gift of a friendship to have through that time. And, um, and it's just kind of blossomed from there. So yeah, I'm, I've always been a huge fan of God to be saints and I love the work that you're doing and, and the evangelization, the evangelization, um, to share the gospel and the good news with, with everybody. So I'm quite honored to be here. And, um, I'm the six of eight. I love people. I love sitting and talking with people. Quality time is definitely my love language. So this is, this is great for me. You guys are at home. We can see each other through video. And so it's, it's super fun to be able to, to have this quality time with Brendan, but I I love this topic that we're going to dive into. Um, I think it's, it's kind of a buzzword almost this topic, but if you're coming at it through um, a Catholic perspective, a Christian perspective, it definitely is going to look different than what you're hearing. So I'm, I'm excited to dive into that today. Yeah. Well, I, and I think it's a, it's a beautiful topic. So I guess to, to begin with that though, why are we talking about this? Why are you passionate about this said topic and how does it, you know, kind of relate to your own personal story? And then of course we can, you know, keep going into more Q and a questions with that. Yeah. So I think there's, you know, I've come to the realization and, and I think it's only through personal experience that you can come to know this, but I think we are raised to know that, you know, your worth comes, your worth comes from the Lord. Your identity is always going to be found in the Lord. And so we hear that 
and we know it, but I think knowing your worth and living it out are two entirely separate things. And I think that um, the latter is quite painful when you actually push comes to shove and you have to live out your worth. It's going to require and demand sacrifice. It's going to be difficult. And a lot of times there's going to be pain involved. Um, and that can be in, in, you know, a romantic relationship if you're leaving that, or if you're putting up boundaries with family or with friends, or you're walking away from a friendship, whatever that looks like, um, or even in, you know, ending, leaving a toxic work environment, being, having to really choose your worth is going to cost you. And so I think for me over the last few years, um, I've really had to, to come to know that and live that out and, and choose it for myself. And it was definitely costly. And it really just taught me so many lessons. And it, and it really taught me that there was healing, that everyone is broken. We all know that. But I think um, really having gone, gone through a difficult experience myself, uh, where I really just had to, to step into that and put my money where my mouth is then translated into just a passion for making sure that people, especially young women and women truly know their worth. Um, because I think you can see a facade of people being super confident and, um, you know, especially in this culture, this woke culture that we live in, or this culture that is all about you dive into your own inner divine goddess and you know, your truth and you define your worth. It really sends mixed messages. And so I really see a need for women to um, really understand that their identity and their worth comes from the Lord and, and to know that and to live it out are two separate things and to be prepared for what it might cost you. So I think that's why I'm, I am so passionate about this topic. Um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. I've spent a lot of time talking about it. I've spent a lot of time praying about it and wrestling with things. And so it's just been this unique, beautiful journey um, that I, I feel honored to talk about this topic. And so my, my hope and prayer is that it just resonates with somebody out there who's going to listen to it just to know um, that it's okay if it's difficult. It's okay if it's painful. It's okay if it costs you something, um, but it will always be be worth it. So that's kind of a little bit about how I've come to this point. Okay. So in the, uh, realities of a podcast, the realities of talks like this, people do prefer to know more than less. So you, you mentioned, you know, a certain circumstance, I, of course, am not going to ask you to talk about anything you don't feel comfortable talking about, or to a level that you wouldn't feel comfortable but can you speak a little bit about what you're specifically talking about and then kind of how that has in a certain sense defined you and yeah. made you who you are? For sure. Yeah. So I was, um, mine, I think push came to shove for me when it was in a, in a dating relationship that I was in. And, um, and so there was just a lot of, um, learning that came from this particular relationship. And there was just a, a big learning curve and I'm a big believer in timing is everything. Um, and so for this particular point in my life, I was really, I think, you know, I, I really, I think God has given me the gift to be able to see the good in, in each person and to see the potential in each people, in each person. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you should, you should stay in a relationship because someone has the potential to be better or someone has the potential, um, to be great. And so for me, it really came to push a shove where I was thinking, okay, I could continue down this, this path of, of dating this person. But, uh, for me, it's, it, it's not, 
it's not empower, it's not calling me on to be uh, the best version of myself. Um, and it's not going to empower me to step into who, who God is calling me. And so it's, it's painful because the reality is you're choosing to step into who God is calling you to be. Um, but what that, what that's going to look like is walking away from, from something, from a friendship that you have with this person who you're dating. And it's going to mean a course correction for your dreams or something that you thought God was calling you to that no longer is going to be there. And, and it really requires a surrender and a trust and to know that, um, that your worth is defined by God and he wants you to be fulfilled with whomever you're dating. He wants you to not total fulfillment because only he can bring you that, but um, he, you know, there should be peace. There should be someone who's going to encourage you to grow in your faith. There should be, you should be with somebody who is going to, um, to, to lead you closer to heaven. Right. And so that's something my parents always taught me was you, you marry somebody who's going to get you to heaven. And so for me, it was just this really difficult moment where I was thinking, you know what, there's a lot of red flags here. I'm not going to pretend that any of these red flags are pink, but the reality is, is now, now this means that I have to honor God because I know that, um, you know, like I am fearfully and wonderfully made and that I'm created for a much bigger purpose and he wants bigger things for myself. And so I know my worth comes in God. So I need to choose to walk away from this, um, because it's, it's not encouraging me to grow. It's not encouraging me to become a better person. It's not encouraging me to step into who God wants me to be. So that living that out is painful, right? Because I had to choose to, 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 you know, and mutual was kind of mutual, kind of not, but, uh, and something that could have had the potential to be something great, but, um, I will never. And what I learned is, is no one, you should never convince someone that you are worth it. You should never convince someone that you are a good idea. And if you have to do that, or you find yourself tr- starting to convince them or rationalize these things, it is, it is time to pump the brakes and it is time to turn, do an about face and walk and walk away. And yes, it will be painful because it will be the loss of a friendship that was there. It will be a loss of, of, and you'll kind of feel like you're back to, to, to square one, but at the same time, the Lord will reveal a, a new, a new thing for you. And he will never ask you to leave something. Um, and, and, you know, I always think of that image of that little girl in Jesus and she has a little teddy bear behind her back and he has a huge stuffed teddy bear behind and, and she's like, I don't want to give it to you. You know, and he said, I promise you I have something greater for you. And so I think it's, it's kind of all tied. So that was my personal experience, which really just propelled me into understanding that living out your worth isn't going to just be sunshine and roses, you know, <laughs> like it's going to be painful, but at the end, you really are truly empowered because for me, it strengthened my relationship with Christ. It strengthened my identity being found in him and knowing, um, and, and truly knowing that and knowing that you have the, you have the strength that God will give you the courage that you need and the grace that you need to step forward and, and to really love that out if, if that's what he's calling you to. So that was where my, you know, big aha moment came, but I think there's a lot of things that kind of led up to that, to that point of really knowing that. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's the big, that's a big relationship, which I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of people can, can realize and, and, or, or connect with because everyone doesn't want to necessarily have a fear of being alone or you're thinking, what if I, what am I not going to meet anybody and back to square one. But, um, yeah, I think for me, it was just this realization that, you know, God wants such great things for us way better than we could ever, ever want for ourselves. And so we really have to just surrender and, and 
move forward in that truth. So, well, and, and with that being said, though, I, I ask you, was there anything that got you to that point? Because I've known you now for what, how many years, five years, four years, um, I think Longer five years. Um, yeah, yeah t- I mean, 2015, I guess I met you right when I moved to DC at your 4th of July party. So now we've known each other for six years or five and a half years. And, uh, you know, the person you're describing, this person who knows your worth, I feel like has been there that whole time. I'm sure you've grown into it, but is there anything that you can look yep. back at in your life that you can kind of say, you know, sure, there have been times where that's been tested and I have had to uh, combat that and figure it out. But is there anything that you look back and say, this really was a helpful part into helping me know who I am? And then, of oh, course, sure. demanding that from from in relationships and in your workplace and, you know, yeah, elsewhere. For sure. I think I was raised in um, in a really strong family. And so I give a lot of credit to my parents for instilling in us uh, a strong sense of right and wrong and a strong moral code. And I'm, I'm a very black and white person. And so, um, so I think that definitely your upbringing can play a role in that. But for me, it was also making sure that I was surrounding myself with people who, who were always going to affirm and empower and encourage me in my walk with Christ and never uh, you know, and lovingly course correct, you know, with some fraternal correction when necessary. So I think I also have really strong older sisters who are, are beautiful examples of authentic femininity and living that out with strength and conviction. Even I think it, it played a role in, in different careers that I had in, in different situations where I was treated with disrespect in a workforce. And I had to sit down with a, a vice president and, and tell them, hey, how you spoke to me was not acceptable and you will speak with me uh, and speak to me with more respect moving forward. So things like that, where I, I don't know if I would have been empowered to do that had I not been raised in the home that I was raised in and had the friendships that I had. Uh, and so I think that's something that is so, so important is that you, you really need to mind the company that you keep. And I'm a big advocate of that, of making sure that you are surrounding yourself with friends and mentors who are always going to speak truth. Um, and even if it's difficult, speaking truth and charity and then, and guiding you and encouraging you and, uh, walking with you in your faith journey. So I think for me, that's huge. Community is something that I also feel very passionately about. I'm blessed to, to have amazing friends from Franciscan. And, um, and so I think for me that that's just been, an added bonus that that has, that's really strengthened me in, in this area. So I think, yeah, those are all things that have played in my ability to, to know who I am. And then it's also just a personal journey, um, through prayer. And for me, a big switch came when I, I sang and our, and Brenda knows in our young adult, um, uh, praise and worship band, so to speak. I was not, I, even though I went to Franciscan, I was not a huge praise and worship person. So, that being able to sing in that group really um, was a gift for me in a lot of ways. And so it, it gave me the ability to soften my heart and, and really see that the Lord is so generous and, um, and so good and is, is a good, good father rather than a distant father. So I think for me, that also enhanced my ability to, to respond um, in love to him, if that makes sense. Say that again. Yeah. So I, I think for me, 
the experience of, of singing in that praise and worship group. And, and for me, I, I am a, I, I'm a singer. And so um, the highest form of prayer for me is to be able to, to praise God with song. And so the praise and worship band for me just really transformed my understanding of who God is. And he went from um, being more of a distant God to someone who is, is so tender, so loving uh, and truly wants you to want you to, to thrive and be whole and full. And so for me, that helped me to see my worth in a whole new way. And then also made it easier for me in harder situations to respond um, to the Lord. And, and when I knew that I need to walk away from certain things because I knew where my worth came from and comes from. Yeah. I, I And you can correct me if this is not the case, but it sounds like your your clarity grew in in this moment or in this experience. Your how you saw the Lord and who He is changed. You know, before it might have been in a certain sense uh, a little foggy, or at least not as clear as the reality of of who He is. And in that right. experience, that changed. And um, I think of you know if anyone at home has ever done this, or if you've ever done the Siobhan, putting on somebody else's glasses. If you're like me, I have perfect vision. So I put on someone's glasses and if anything, it messes with my vision. Um, Oftentimes we can't see our Lord clearly. And it's like we're wearing someone else's glasses because we may not have come to know ourselves perfectly um, or something in our past has affected us. And so when we're looking at our Lord, it's blurry. It's, it's not, it's not what we, what we need. And yet then we put on the prescription that is actually for us. Uh, if it be our glasses or, you know, just taking them off in general. And then all of a sudden we can see the way we're supposed to. And isn't that how our Lord is trying to work in our lives? He wants to give us the right prescription are we willing to, to put it on and use it? And I think sometimes yeah. this can also be said uh, with people who get glasses. That first day, that first week, sometimes your eyes hurt and you're literally saying to yourself, this is the wrong prescription, doctor. Literally, this sucks. This is hurting and this is making it worse. I know I've seen that from my own father. We got him glasses and the next day he's kind of like, well, they don't work. I'm not wearing them. And we had to right. tell him, it's no, dad. You need to adjust, but the doctor knows what they're doing. God knows what he's doing in our lives. And so yeah. when there's that pain um, or things don't seem as clear, he is still, he's still working with that. And he knows what we need and what is going to help us know who we are. Uh, but we have For to sure. give him time as well. So I guess yeah. uh, an, <laughs> another question to ask you is, yeah. you know, knowing your worth is something that I think so many people struggle with, you know, and is there something that you think uh, leads to that? Or if there, is there one big thing or even in your own life uh, reasons before that you didn't know your worth as well as you do now? Yeah, I think, well, I think, you know, you look at the culture that we live in, in the world that we live in, in and you're getting two very conflicting messages. So to be a Christian in this world is going to require that you swim upstream anyways in your countercultural just that's the name of the game. Uh, and then, and then not only that, I think because of the age of social media that we live in and because of just the culture that we live in, 
you are getting conflicting messages. So the idea of self-worth that the world is giving to you is entirely different than what the Lord is going to say. And so I think so often the mistake that people make is they're, they're feeling confused. They may not have a strong relationship with family at home and they may have never been taught it. And I think that's something that was always astounding to me just through friends who uh, are fallen away Christians, fallen away Catholics, who, who I have just talked and mainly listened to their, um, mainly as their dating woes and things like that. They, they don't, under, they give off this facade that they're that they're confident, but um, when it com- push comes to shove, they they don't truly know their self worth, and you can see it reflected in the choices that they they have made and continue to make, and kind of just this this vicious cycle that they have made. So it's really interesting to me because I think the world will tell you, hey, your worth is found within. You know yourself. You have an inner divine goddess who's going to point the way. Who you just need to go within and seek the answers, but that it will never lead to truth. That's always going to lead to further confusion because we are broken individuals. We are all hurting and we're all in need of healing. And so if you're seeking the answers from yourself and you're already lost, it's you're all, you're just going to continue down this path of confusion. So I think, you know, you look at the secular culture and they'll teach you an, an entirely different thing than what the, the Lord is going to teach you. Um, and so I think for me, a lot of it comes from, like I was saying, great conversations with friends. Uh, for for me, it's frequenting the sacraments, going to mass, reading scripture, prayer, personal prayer time. I think there's a whole kind of cocktail that's already created for you to, to know your self-worth. But a lot of the time, it's going to be a painful journey to get there. And everyone's road to, to that is going to look different. But I do really think so much confusion comes from um, hurt from the past of never actually really being told, hey, you are worthy of great love. You are the pearl of great price. You are are worth the pursuit uh, of, you know, of, of, of a man, especially if you're a woman, of a man who has a heart for the Lord, who who's going to will the good of you and who's going to, um, you know, like lead you down a path to be the best version of yourself and vice versa for a man as well. I think that so many people in general just struggle with this, but um, you know, that's my heart is speaking to women on that is just knowing you also have some high standards for yourself. <laughs> women hold the cards. So set your standards high and, and don't lower them um, for, for anybody. And, and that goes across the board in a dating relationship, have some high standards for yourself when it comes to your career, have some high standards for yourself when it comes to friendships and for yourself, you have to be disciplined. So I think it's, it's kind of this whole, this whole big picture, but you can only truly come to know your, your self-worth if you know the Lord and you can only come to know the Lord through prayer through personal time with him. It is a relationship that requires a gift of self. And I think another thing, and I was talking with my friends, you know, trying to just kind of get their ideas of self-worth because I am who I am because of the the company that I keep. So we were chatting and um, my best friend, Sarah was saying, you know, I think a lot of my actualization of self-worth came when I really valued self-care. And so I want to just tap on that because I'm not talking self-care like bubble baths and face masks. I love a good face mask, but what I'm talking about- And you about can get one right like, here after this episode. Right here, Reach out right to Siobhan and she'll send you, you a link like, for a face uh, mask. You're safe and beneficial face mask. No, I'm talking, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, um, you know, but on a much deeper level, if we really, if we know that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, 
and we are made in the image and likeness of God and we are a temple, like our bodies are a temple, then we ought to care for ourselves as a way to honor the Lord. We cannot give to others from an empty cup. And so I'm talking self-care in a much bigger sense and spiritual sense of developing a strong prayer life. And, um, and for me, that's always something I've, you know, struggled with the discipline of getting up early to have that quiet prayer time, but I, I need that frequenting the sacraments, um, confession, going to adoration, you can, and really just sitting there. And, and one thing that was profound for me was when I had a priest say, just sit there, gaze at the Lord and let him gaze back at you. You don't need to say anything, just let him look at you. And, um, and so, you know, self-care in that regard, but then also if you are a temple of the Holy spirit, we have to care for ourselves and that's going to mean through eating well. And that means honoring the Lord by, by moving your body and working out. So that way you can, you can give of yourself to others. You can be a gift of self and you can really be using your gifts and talents to answer the call that God has for you. So I think all of those things, when you know your worth in that way, and once you practice those things, you really realize, man, I am a happier version of myself. I am more effective with my relationships. My, my prayer life is great. Uh, you can, you can really serve others in a greater capacity when you are caring for yourself properly. So I think those are all things that we hear these buzzwords, like I'm saying a face mask and a bubble bath. And yeah, those might be temporarily satisfying, but you have to go much deeper than that. Like don't, don't be surface level. The Lord doesn't want surface level and a shallow life for you. He wants, and another thing that drives me crazy is a side note, but I'll see all the time people say, be a good person. No, the Lord doesn't call you to be a good person. He calls you to be a great person. He calls you to be a saint. So that's going to require hard work. And you're going to have to sit and wrestle with some, some hard questions and some wounds that you may have. But if you put yourself in your healing first and knowing that your identity comes from the Lord and your worth is found only in him, not in your career, not in your social media following, not in, you know, how you look or how many boyfriends or girlfriends that you've had, the, the car that you drive, if you own a house, whatever, you know, kind of, uh, lies that we're really fed to. And I think even though, even though we're strong practicing Catholics, you're not immune to the culture that we live in. Um, and you're not immune to the lies seeping in slowly. So you really have to make sure that you're guarding against that through, like I was saying, prayer, fasting, the sacraments, keeping good company, making sure the people that you're spending most of your time with are in line with your faith. And maybe you have to do a gut check and ask, okay, are these people encouraging me to become the person that I want to be encouraging me on this walk with Christ? And if they're not, then it might be time to reevaluate and know that you are worthy of people who are going to, to help you on this road. So those are kind of the things that I, I've really just reflected on. And I think, um, I know it's a struggle for so many people and it is, I think it will always be an ongoing an ongoing journey of surrendering a lot of these things to the word and then really just deep diving into who do you say that I am? And I think the thing is also that we'll see is people will post so many positive self-affirmations. I am, you know, I am worthy. I am this, I am that. And in and of itself, that's not bad, but I think it's so important to, to pour into yourself, speak life over you from, from what the Lord says, not from, what the world says, you know, like, what does he say about you? And, uh, and that's where I think your confidence will grow and your, um, and your, your knowledge of self worth will grow. 
Amen. Well, I think that is a perfect ending to part one. Uh, I think that gives people a lot to chew on, a lot to kind of sit with. And then, of course, we can uh, dive a little bit deeper into that uh, in part two. So thank you to anyone who listened to this first part. Uh, I apologize for the potential bits and pieces that got a little thrown off due to uh, some, some technical difficulties. But thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Siobhan, for sharing so many beautiful thoughts. Thank you. Thanks for the patience. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Well, it's fine. It's, it's how Satan works. He does it yeah. almost, almost every time. But thank you guys. And we will be back for part two next week. God bless.